Thursday, March 19th, 2020, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, a show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 278. Hey, is Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus? Runtime for this episode is 56 minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that doesn't think Magnum P.I. is even in the same league as Indiana Jones. My name is Jeremy. Voted Dancer of the Year 2014, I'm Tyler. It'll make sense in a second, just get, just go with it. You know, I initially I thought of trying to come up with some kind of like reference to, this, to the thing in the first place, and then just completely drew a blank, so we're right on pace. My name is Zach. Today we played Chippendale Rescue Rangers. A game from my childhood that I'm very fond of. Do you get the joke now? No. Chippendale. Oh, Chippendale. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like I, I considered a joke of that form. I just That's got okay. horribly confused when you said that. And it derailed my train of thought because I didn't get it. I mean, Jeremy didn't get it either. He just ignored it. Well, I yeah, I didn't quite get it. Like, dance, it makes kind of sense. Like, I got there. But you did need to hold my hand. Yes. And point at the joke. That's fair. I I was kind of expecting that, but... Anyway, before we get to that, though, we just spent a lot of time talking about Disney cartoons, so (laughs) we don't have any time for that. So We don't want to go into that particular tailspin? No. Should we just start with we all played the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo, since we all played that? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Tyler, what did you think? I think we might have played it at the same time, because you sent that message like an hour after I finished playing it. Yeah, that's about how long it had been since I finished playing it as well. Yeah, no, it was fun. I really like the revamped dialogue. It no longer sounds like a terribly translated 90s JRPG. It's interesting how close it is and also how different. Exactly. Uh, I don't have any attachment to the original, so I don't know how the dialogue functions in comparison. It is a very pretty looking game. It is very pretty. I really like the kind of Final Fantasy X inspired thing that seems like they're going to try to do where characters serve very specific combat roles, or I guess highly specialized combat roles. Yeah, I don't know how true that will be as the game goes on. Because, like, how is Tifa going to differ from Cloud? That's, I don't know, maybe there are things that are, like, resistant to weapons or something. I don't know. Because she's also kind of, like, all of her limit breaks are grappling. True. She is a punchy person. She is a punchy person. And, Uh, I mean, depending on how you're looking at it, because, like, Orin and Cloud, or Orin and, uh, Titus serve two different purposes, and they're both sword users. Well, yeah, sure. That's a fair point. But I guess Barrett and Cloud feel very different, right? But I don't know how Red 13 is going to feel in comparison to Cloud. It was going to be like Yoda from Attack of the Clones. You don't have to worry about Red 13. You don't get to play him anyway. (laughs) Oh, do you not? Uh, I'm fine with that, honestly. No, so the first episode is just going to be Midgard. I thought it was all of Disc 1. Also, Red 13 definitely shows up in Midgard. Does he? He's, oh, yeah, at the very end, huh? He's apparently at the very end of the first game here, and you're not going to be able to control him. Gotcha. I, you know, uh, there's that old Flash video about, how about Yuffie and Kate Sith? Haha, <laughs> no one likes them! <laughs> but I know so many people who like Yuffie and no one who likes uh, Red 13, so. Oh, I like Red 13. Okay. Your awkward teenage werewolf? No. He's, like, the only person who's just, like, I just want to, like, get back to my family and, yeah, like... He, he strikes me as, like, an awkward teenager. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's actually what you're... Like, well, I don't know. Is he the child or is he, like, the patriarch of his tribe? I, I can't remember. don't remember. It's I never got that far in Final Fantasy Seven. I won't lie. Really? Yeah. Really? Interesting. I think I got to the boss... Not the boss, but the what it, what ended up being the boss of the demo. I oh, think I've only got the scorpion tail thing? Yeah. I mean, that's practically the end. Yeah. No, I beat the oh, demo. I'm in, uh, in you, the oh, original beat, okay. game. Did you guys get the secret ending? Ooh. What, what's the secret ending? You see Sephiroth at the end? Yes. That's a what? secret ending? Yeah, yeah, what did you have to do to you achieve have to, that? You have to pick the 20-minute. Oh. Uh, when you get to pick the bomb timer. I just did that because I'm a tryhard. Yeah, me so. too. <laughs> I just did that because I... Like, that made more sense. S- same with me. But yeah, like, then, a half hour seemed like way too much time. They could definitely disarm it. I saw a bunch of stuff of people playing Tifa, but that's just in, like, Square demos and, like, the E3 demos had her. So I was just Googling to make sure I didn't miss anything. And it was like, ooh, secret ending. I'm like, ooh, what's this? And it's like two seconds of Sephiroth 
in the burning Nibelheim. As though he's mysterious and not that as though everyone already knows who Sephiroth is because it's been what 20 1997 years? so 23 years yeah 23 years everyone knows who sephiroth is now i will say at least for me being as somebody who didn't really look into this game or didn't who hasn't been looking forward to it at all the demo did exactly nothing to change my opinion oh no i thought the combat was actually pretty fun i really like playing around with changing between stances the combat's a half-assed hack and slash it, if yeah it didn't i like half ass hack and slash if it didn't so. have final fantasy 7's label on it it wouldn't be particularly noted by anybody and it'd probably get trashed but since it's got final fantasy's name on it it's probably going to get praised despite the fact that it's not particularly fun to interact with i'm really curious if that's going to stay true as the game progresses because you're only going through the very beginning right which is basically the tutorial so i feel like there's a lot of room for that combat system to grow but my opinion is closer to zach's than tyler's like we've had three square enix sort of takes on combat very similar to this in Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy XV, and now Final Fantasy VII Remake. And this definitely seems like the least interesting of those three. I agree with that for sure. And I, at least polished. I started to struggle against the boss, not because the boss was hard, but because the dodge roll didn't work. Yeah, the dodge roll seemed not actually very useful. Well, because what a dodge roll normally does, it gives you some invincibility frames to get out of the way. So if you're good enough, you can time it and get out of the way. But it's literally just a movement mechanic here. I don't necessarily mind that. I didn't have any trouble with it when I started, but I found the guard super awkward. That said, only playing as Cloud, basically. I mean, I did switch to Barrett a bit. They also didn't give you a ton of chances to use this counterattack thing. You, you really... get it a lot when, or I at least got it a lot when I was in the escaping segment. It seemed like that was designed to let you use the counterattack mechanic. I yeah. didn't even really encounter it a lot with that one. The only, The escaping mechanic, the guys that show up there... That Those annoyed me, not because they were hard, but because they had dodge pop up, and I always hate it when people use real-time stuff and have that apply. Yeah, the trick to fight them is going to your heavy stance and then guard, and you automatically counterattack melee attacks. Yeah, they really seem built for that. Like, they seem built to show off that mechanic that they showed earlier, so that's just what I did with them. But Cloud doesn't control as well as I want to, and having just played a bunch of Kingdom Hearts... It's very hard not to compare it there, and the guard and dodge mechanics work much better in Kingdom Hearts. I was comparing it to Monster Hunter World, because that's what I've been playing a lot of. Or that that is that kind of game that I've played a lot of, and it compared very poorly on that count. Yeah, I don't really think that's a fair comparison, because this is more RPG hybrid, but I was really excited when I saw what they did with the AP system like in trailers and stuff, but it didn't play nearly as well as I hoped it would. You have to wait too long in between using your abilities, in my opinion. I agree. It's and it was less that problem to me, and more it felt really awkward when I was switching into the target mode. Um, well, that didn't help anything, but it did feel like a long time, especially against certain. Like I had a couple of instances where I'd knock a dog down, and it was the only thing left. And so it was literally like, all right, start browsing the internet over here while I just button mash this thing to death because it ain't gonna do anything to me. Yeah, and like the pressure mechanic, I like the idea of, but the pressure gauge seems like it's so large on those uh, to get a knockdown. I am really curious how the RPG elements are going to play in. Like once you have materia and are customizing your characters, I can see a lot of potential for this. Because like I said, you're literally just playing the tutorial and I can see the battle system really opening up. Final Fantasy games have a tendency to do that. Yeah, I can definitely understand that because when you're dealing with a demo like this, especially for an RPG... You don't have access to all the mechanics that you're going to have in the full game. But at the same time, put your best foot forward like and they kind of didn't do that. I'm actually kind of wondering how they're going to do more or less combat-oriented characters. Like, Eris is a caster, mostly. I and mean, like, but she can hit see people with that stick. Oh, uh, well, I'm wondering if they're going to give her, like, more uh, AP gauges or something. Or, like, they or have them charge faster. Fast. Yeah, I, that would make sense to have some of the non-combat characters, or that would be a decent way of mixing up the characters is if, like, Tifa's gauge charged faster than Cloud's. Yeah, because in Final Fantasy VII base, her limit break works super differently than everybody else's, so doing something like that could be interesting, too. Yeah, because she's got, like, the roulette mechanic on... Well, and she gets to do all of hers in a row. Yeah. Like, they're additive instead of they just get stronger. It's a combo. I was kind of impressed by the way the dialogue worked. And like, I mean, we're going to be playing this spoilers for the end of this episode. We're going to be doing Final Fantasy VII soon. So I just played through that segment in the original game. And I was really impressed by what they changed and what they didn't. And like the Barrett Cloud stuff, I think, really works. And it's different than it is in the uh, original game, but it's not. But similar. Yeah. I, I kept having moments of a 
because of the the swords thing. I did like all the stuff they did with the dialogue and whatnot, but I couldn't help but think, dude, Cloud, you need to understand what it is to be a mercenary. So long as you get paid, you don't. If you don't get out, you don't get to spend it. So stop <laughs> stopping for people. Yeah, that's a thing that they really, I don't want to say really changed from the original, but a lot of the Jesse stuff, like she's there in the original, but there's a lot more of like Cloud helping her out and that stuff. And she's more of a character. Oh, I definitely uh, liked her in this. So did I. I like how she's like, so you and Tifa, huh? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I definitely liked her. Barrett honestly kind of annoyed me, but that was because but he's like, he's be like, we have to do all these environmental related stuff. How can you not do it? Dude, I'm just doing a job. I don't care what and you're he gets doing. Piss off that you tell him that yeah, it's like I'm just here to get paid. But, yeah, but that's Barrett's job in the story, and I, like I love the scene in the elevator where he's just going full preacher mode, and Cloud's like, just, "Oh God, I am stuck in this elevator." And Jesse just like looks at Cloud, and she's like, "I'm so sorry." About I, this I guy. do like the line that he has like shortly after that is, "I should have asked for more money." <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to say that I really like that, like, Barrett starts getting more buddy-buddy with him after you start fighting. Like, the more fights you have with him, the more he's like, ah, oh, you're not such a useless piece of shit after all. <laughs> it's like, of course not. You literally hired me to get you in here. Although the guards are kind of terrible because they're, you're know, like, okay, let's shoot at the dude that's standing over there and let everybody and else go just by. Runs, yeah. Like, the first couple, I'm like, oh, you're a distraction. They didn't notice. And then they just literally start running by the guards and the guards are like, I want the guy with the sword. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a protagonist to me. Did you see that hair? It's not as spiky as it used to be. But I mean, if there was an explanation built in that it was obvious that Cloud was one of these soldiers he and people recognized, oh, whatever they're doing, this guy's going to be more dangerous. So we have to get him first. Yeah. And they're supposed to be like talk. It's one of those things that's done in dialogue a lot in the original Final Fantasy seven, but not in designs. But it felt OK because, you know, the graphics at the time. Because, like, Cloud's supposed to have, like, a specific glow to his eyes that shows what he is, and they didn't do anything with that. And yeah, because they might have dropped have, like, it entirely. The materia the glow, right? Yeah. So. I really like the dialogue stuff. Like I said, it's a good dynamic, and, like, it just works a lot better when you have the modern, like, dialogue going on during combat. Whereas in Final Fantasy VII, you could skip that all if you didn't stop to talk to people. It definitely doesn't feel like the old Final Fantasy approach to the world where the combat exists outside of the rest of the world. Well, and to be fair, they've been trying to get away from that since the original Fairy Fantasy VII, and more or less succeeding since about 12. No, I, I know that. It's just because we're looking at it compared, compared to, to original, its original, yeah. it definitely feels more like this is a living world that you're in. It's just because of what it is, you know, being a demo. It's not fully fleshed out, but I did like a lot of the characters, although having Wedge be like, I can't imagine anybody doing this for money. Yeah, well, I don't have a good imagination. Poor Wedge. He keeps, like, saying stuff in Cloud. He's like, Cloud, be my friend. And Cloud's, and Cloud's like, like, no. Like, off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I one of the things that I couldn't help but think is, like, partly because I'm more of a fan of Berserk than Final Fantasy. I'm just like, yeah, Guts would probably break this dude in half. Um, But it was fun enough. It's just. Yeah, I was kind of not super disappointed in the combat system, but it didn't wow me the way I hoped it would. Honestly, I can't see myself playing this i mean I'm, i wasn't planning on buying it anyway but like if i borrowed it i might play it but playing this combat system for just the hour i played it like i was not really on board because i've played better combat systems like this monster hunter dark souls is another one that well, is actually a lot better of a combat system in my opinion even final fantasy 15 which yeah. is kind of its immediate predecessor i, I think was a lot better I can't compare it to Final Fantasy 15 because I never played Final Fantasy 15. So me trying to compare it to that game wouldn't be fair. Did you notice? I know it's been a while since you played Final Fantasy 7. The big story change at the end. And what did you think of it? The big story Where change. Where did the they end. change it? That the Shinra dude? Yeah, in the original. Yeah, in the original, the bomb just goes off. And yeah. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. You. But they intentionally set it off, I assume, so that they can start like a propaganda campaign. I don't know. Wh which they kind of do in the original. Anyway, it just seemed really weird to me. It's for the insurance money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slightly different plan, but about the right idea. It just seems super weird to me because they talked about how they extended the opening cutscene because they wanted. Uh, Midgar to feel like a big lived-in city, so you felt the ramifications of what you were doing, which makes sense to me, but then it seems super weird to shift the blame to Shinra, if that's what they want. But also, that gives you some motivation to hate Shinra more. I mean, there's plenty of motivation to hate Shinra. Well, so far, we only have Barrett as we, our lens well, for that. Well, the thing is, at this point in time, we have to see what... We, we only have the demo, so we don't know what else they're going to change or fix or, or do whatever. So we don't know exactly what's going to be messed with. So we don't know if there's going to be more gray area to the game or not. 
I'm really hoping they subvert the story somehow, really. Also, have you heard it always pronounced Mako your entire life and are like, Barrett, why are you talking about Sailor Moon slash... Yes, uh, yes I did. <laughs> <laughs> the girl from Killer Kill's friend. I never... You, pro- you probably haven't heard a lot of people talking about Final Fantasy VII. No, but just reading what it said is M-A-K-O, right? That reads as Mako to me, but I'm American, so... Yeah, I was going to say, it is the Japanese pronunciation of it. Okay, fair. Like, it wasn't a huge deal, but I've heard Mako my entire life, so... Barrett's like, the Mako, we gotta stop it, Cloud! <laughs> and I'm like, huh, okay, Barrett. It's the Mako Man. Mako, Mako Man. I have I to ask because I, I want to double check with the um with the combat. Does your does did your allies be, uh, gauge charge slower if you weren't actually controlling? I them? think they just attacked less aggressively. Okay, than I did. It, which would cause it to charge slower. Exactly. Okay, yeah. it just it always felt like Barrett had a much lower gauge than I did. I spent almost all of my time with the game playing as Cloud. Because He's more playing, fun to play. He, exactly. Barrett was like. You know, if I wanted to play a game where I stood back and shot for, you know, 20 minutes, I've got better games. It was fun to pop over to Barrett and hit triangle real quick. And just go mash, mash, mash. Just a second. Damn thing's jammed. Dunk, 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 dunk. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I already pre-ordered it. I'm going to play it. Um, Like I said, I hope the combat system has more to it as it goes on, though. Especially given how much they were touting it beforehand. Well, I mean, it looked really cool, and I think it's a really good idea for a combat system, but like I said, I was disappointed with the way it, it, like, watching it play is about as fun as playing it, unfortunately. What else have you been playing, Zach? After I spent a little bit of time with that, um, I'd actually looked up a while back, like, some of the new content for Soul Calibur VI, and... New content? DLC. DLC content and stuff. So I downloaded a couple of, like, uh, character custom creation packs, which, unfortunately, still only, you can only use like move sets from characters that are in the game which i really miss soul Calibur 3 having its ocean of different move sets that you could use it was really nice one day they'll make a good soul Calibur that has all the good soul Calibur stuff instead of most of it but it's missing two or three things like it seems like every soul Calibur game is um but i did pick up amy and i did pick up hilda i forgot i actually really like playing hilda because she's got a kind of a fun like moveset because her horizontal attacks use the gladius i was gonna say which character is held she's got the big spear right she has a spear and a gladius gotcha okay that is a hell of a combination so like the gladius is all of her horizontals so they're short range but all of her verticals use the spear that's really interesting actually it's more like a banner pole but it's like banner pole slash spear thing so i played her and i can't remember which one she was in i think it, it was either i think it was four or five um, I played both. I just can't remember. Um, and I did really like playing her in that. I started doing another Trials of the Sword, like, because I never got all the way through it, which is like their big story mode, like, create a character and go through it and all this stuff. And, uh, made a character that is currently using Siegfried as their weapon style because Siegfried has always been my favorite character when he's been available in those games. It's still a really nice looking game. It plays really well. I would definitely recommend it if anybody has, like, an interest in fighting games. I believe it is still at Evo this year. If Evo isn't canceled this year. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It's it's pretty late. I hope hopefully we'll have it. I don't we'll see. Yeah, when is Evo? August. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely it, it's gonna be fine. Well, it depends on how bad things get. I uh, it's gonna be fine. So Soul Calibur Six still is a pretty fun game. Like I would definitely recommend trying it if you have a PS4. The customization, like there's a lot of available character customization to make your character look the way you want them to. I've seen people making all kinds of cool different characters like borrowed characters from other series and they actually made them in the system but at the same time because you can only use like the existing moves existing movesets from existing characters all you're doing is reskinning existing characters yep whereas again looking at three you had all these different kinds of movesets which are clearly inspired by the existing characters but like different well some of them weren't like the wave swords didn't have any like close analog that's right i forgot how good the wave swords were oh man they were one of the coolest weapons in that game they had a really good command throw okay anyway so that that's one of the i spent a lot of time playing that game i played a couple of terrorist hunt games in rainbow six siege because the new operation void edgy came out i'm sorry operation void edgy yes operation void edgy it's actually operation void edge but i i figured is everyone edgy i don't know is everyone edgy the two new operators are (laughs) are the two new operators, Iana has a hollow drone that she can move around. It looks like her, sounds like her. Yeah, that one sounded pretty interesting, actually. And Oryx can jump up through floors, or through hatches that have already been destroyed. And play a mean game of Blitzball. Oryx. 
right. Yes, the Bethesda Oryx. Not Oryx. Oryx. A, a quick uh, tangent that's going to get cut out. Uh, one of the Kingdom Hearts podcasts I listened to, the one that's done recapping Kingdom Hearts, has decided they're doing Final Fantasy X next. But they didn't want to do Waka's accent because they feel like it's racist. But they still wanted to do a funny accent. So they decided he talks like a New Yorker. So he's like, <laughs> I'm Waka here. <laughs> the Bethesda Oryx. So Oryx, like... He can also run through walls and run into operators and knock them down. So I, he's it's kind of a neat idea. So that is a game I want to get more people on to play with because I kind of don't want to just play it on my own. But you know how that goes. I feel like I want to actually jump into a queue on solo for a bit just to practice it. No, you don't. Like, I, don't, I feel like I am such a dead weight just because you guys have so much more practice than I do. I feel like that half the time when I'm playing with Kevin and we have about the same amount of practice. <laughs> but... I mean, that's still a fun game. I watched a bunch of Grand Bell. I'm almost, I'm like six, almost six episodes in, I think. What is it, 12 episodes or so? 13, I believe. I watched all of Grand Bell. Okay, so it's a half series. Grand Bell? Uh, it was described to me as, hey, what if Zeta Gundam, but Magical Girls? Oh, I was assuming that it was the sequel to Zach Bell. Zatch Bell? <laughs> Zatch Bell. Uh, no, that is something else. That's Rosen Maiden? Is Rosen Maiden the thing, or did I make it up? No, Rosen Maiden, I think, is a thing. I thought it was Rosario Maiden. Uh, no, that's that's a combination of Rosario Vampire and Rosen Maiden. Uh, that's uh, Boba 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 Boba. <laughs> Say no, what? The mecha designs in that one, they are already super deformed, which is why I was getting a laugh out of it, is because like we have the SD Gundam, which I haven't played in a while, and the Super Robot Wars games, if they were to add that to Super Robot Wars in the next game, they wouldn't even have to change the design on any of the mecha because they all look like it already. They're already chibi. Kinda chibish. I, I remember there was an SD Gundam TV show way uh, back when. One. Were, were That's there a multiple? subgenre of Gundam. Only one oh, has gotten no. to dub. Oh no! But why? <laughs> because reasons. Uh, did I play anything else? I played some Civ Six in preparation. Kinda. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Civ Six. Despite not calling it, I want to play it online before I pass judgment. But it seems like. Also, Ryan in the Discord, who was like, I'm super excited to play Civ 6 with you guys, was also like, yes, but it is not as good as Civ 5. Yeah, I just... I like a lot of the concepts, but I think I agree they maybe don't work together well, but... I like a lot of the ideas. The gameplay feels more clunky. It's not... I don't know. I Maybe you're right. It's not clunky to me. It just feels not... Like, I don't feel like I'm making progress in the way that... Well, it's partly that and because of the fact that mainly, you know, picking where districts go in your like a sphere of influence and then having to pick where you're going to put a wonder it, it made it feel a lot more clunky because instead of like improving the area around my my town with a worker or something like that i'm being bottlenecked i'm being artificially bottlenecked in my city by having to have my city building this stuff see and that just means you have to plan that when you build your city like and that's one of the things the pins are nice for is you can like especially once you understand how those bonuses work you can be like oh here's a great place for a campus and here's actually a really good spot for my dock in here, but you definitely need experience with that system. But even when you get it, there's still something about the game that doesn't click for me. One of the weirdest things about it, though, why is one of the unique units for the Americans the Rough Rider? Because Teddy Roosevelt? Yes. A band of people used in precisely one conflict that wasn't a big conflict is a unique unit? It's because they need to keep coming up with new stuff. I constantly forget the Rough Riders were a thing. The P-51? That makes sense. The Minutemen? The Minutemen make sense. The B-17? That makes sense. The Rough Riders? Australia gets the unique building outpost, so... Australia's in the game? It's the, one of the DLC. They're free I, DLC, I believe. Okay, I don't have... I don't think I had them. They are DLC. I have them. They might not have been free. I might have had a DLC pack. But, yeah, so... Played a bit of that and was like, uh... I kinda don't like this, so... I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays in multiplayer, but I need to play some Univer Europa Universalis. I think I own it. I so just do I. Haven't. I won it. You won it? Yes, I did. How? I think he's told this story on the podcast, or he might have just told me the story like three times. I <laughs> might have just told. I I play with Ta and MechWarrior online on a weekly basis, right? On Sundays, um, they did a series of races with the Wolfhound, which is a light mech. And I managed to come out on top by one point, in part because <laughs> in race two the the person who actually had a lot of the points, uh, two people who were ahead of me got disqualified <laughs> um, because they turned around. Whoops. You know, they, they actually did a full when the rules say you're not you have to keep going forward, you know, as, as much as you can. Like there's you can weave, but you can't turn all the way around. Gotcha. And that's what happened. I mean, I can post the videos on our discord later just because I can because I have them all. 
I've been recording my practice. I should just do that and just make a videos channel. I think so. I think a video dump channel is probably not a bad idea. I was considering starting that too. It'll probably just be mostly my stuff on there because I record all of the, like I said, I record all my games with Taw. And so they're all, and my channel is unlisted. So if anybody's thinking of going and, sub- and subscribing to me, don't do it. You can't see anything without me posting it. Uh, that's a perfect opportunity to bring up www.patreon.com slash last podcast is our Patreon page. If you want to help support the show, we briefly, before someone dropped out, we're one third of the way to our goal where we have to play all of Journey to Jabro as a Let's Play. I so really want, want to. So if you want to see us do that, support us there. So that's MechWare Online. Still a fun game. But if you're going to play it, find people to play with. It makes it so much better. Other than that, played a little bit of Battletech, I guess, but... My medium lance is kind of on the terrible side right now. Got a Vindicator, a Blackjack, a Vulcan, and a Cicada are like my four medium mechs, and they all kind of suck. I don't know what a Vulcan is. The Blackjack's serviceable. I feel like the second one you said that I've already... The Vindicator's okay. Well, the Vindicator is a good mech, but like all of those mechs are 45 tons and lower. The Vulcan is primarily a mech designed to support infantry, so its stock configuration has a Flamer, an AC-2, a medium laser and a machine gun. But nothing. A medium laser, I guess. Basically, yeah, I was yeah. Say the lasers there. You could maybe make someone overheat, I guess. And the cicadas armored with tissue paper. Actually, I'm pretty sure tissue paper would do a better job than the cicadas armor. This is the most expensive locust, right? Yeah, it is the second form of the locust. But it's not its final form. No, that'd be the sun spider, which they at which uh, PGI created as a uh, unique thing or an in-house thing to sell T-shirts, but. So you haven't been playing Battletech because I haven't managed to corner you into forcing you to play Battletech against me yet, yet, Tyler. What have you been playing? What have I been playing? I think the only real thing of interest... Oh, actually, there's one mild thing of interest. I finally got Snake into Elite Smash. Yay. I think I only have like 22 characters left. So you can have everything in, in, in that Elite Smash. It doesn't knock anything out. Like, you don't have a limit? Nope. It's if you ever fall below the... Uh, GSP threshold, you get knocked out. So if you don't, so if you don't play them after you get them there, they yep, never fall out. That's my plan. Yep. Uh, which means I actually don't play a lot of the characters I'm better with because I got all the characters I'm good with in early and haven't practiced with them ever since. Wow, that's a fun technicality. Yep. It's weird actually because I have so many characters in Elite. My actual, like my overall GSP is actually higher than my best character's GSP. So I'm rated as a better player than my best character. Well, you're good. You're you're good with a lot of characters as opposed to being really good with one character. It's actually very useful because it means I know like I know a lot of different matchups just because I play a lot of them. I actually mentioned I forgot. It's been so long since we recorded this particular show. I actually played with uh Prebill on our Discord on yeah, like two weeks ago, I think. He's going after Stug Life for the title of Discord member number one. <laughs> his mechanical horse is also in that race is he still mechanical horse he might change his name i think so no that was fun uh, i ended up having to experiment a lot i think because i was trying to find way like it's hard in the middle of playing a match to be like this is what you should have done in this moment instead that's um, what replays are for yeah that's what replays are for and i th- like i think it like for, from the perspective of just straight up teaching i think it would have been uh useful to just like go through and say, like, you know, here's the spot in the match where you messed up, and this is what you need to do instead. I'm still kind of disappointed that you can't upload video straight of, like, matches from that straight from your Switch to YouTube. I think you can. You just had to go through the video editor first, like, it forces you through that as a flow. I don't think so, because I have that video that we, uh, of that game we played a while back where it was you, me, Kevin, and Jerem. Uh, yeah, that was four people. The Pikachu one? Yeah. And I, I had no idea what we're talking about. Oh, uh, we did. St- it ended with two skull bashes into each other. And- oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think I could post that to YouTube. I think the funniest part of that is that he got a call from work in the middle of it and was just like explaining to this person who was calling him how to do something. And then at the end of it, she was like, "Okay, bye." And uh, Prebo was like, "Okay, bye." I'm like, "Bye." And she was like, "What the hell?" And then he hung up. <laughs> <laughs> That was really funny. Uh, so apparently, if you need Smash lessons, you can just ask Tyler. Yep, that's true. I really like attempting to teach people. I do not think that was the goal of this particular session so much as it was to just, like, play with another human, because normally I just play, like, anonymous internet people. Oh, for whatever reason, that reminded me, since the last time we played or recorded this podcast, I got to play Kefla. So oh, did nice. I. I was going to talk about that. I 
consider booting that game up. You should. So I can be like, let's play. And you can lose. <laughs> and then I can lose. I have gotten out my fight stick a couple times, though. What have you played with it? Uh, fighters. Ah, okay. So it's it's been a bit. Are you at all used to it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a foreign object to me. Like, I feel like there's potential there, but I don't know how to unlock it one of these days. What was well, I actually- first you need to find a duplicate of Tyler. That way you can unlock that particular tree. And make sure that your old voice actor voices him. So it's a good nod to the fans. I'm wondering what the Tyler redesign is. Maybe just, I was going to say maybe just edgier. No, I'm pretty sure the redesign for Tyler has uh, purple hair. Alex suggested a mohawk. Ooh. Yeah, I can see that. Plus I'm pretty, Ultima! I'm pretty watched, sure that's uh, Super Saiyan Tyler gets the mohawk instead. We watched the My Hero movie. Oh, that yeah. was fun. It was good. I got uh, a lot of Jiro content in my we- in my life that week. Ends uh, on a bit of a deus ex machina that I'm not overly fond of. Yeah, I wasn't but... a huge fan of that. I was uh, talking to a random person who commented on something and I made a joke and then you guys all went to the bathroom. I'm like, well, I already did that. So I just talked to this random person for a while. Apparently, that was the original plan for how the show was going to end was that he hands off the power to Bakugo. I can kind of see that. I know there's been talk. Spoilers, by the way. My hero is getting close to the point where he originally said he was going to end it. There hasn't been any talk of it ending, so plans have probably changed. But everything in Shonen Jump but One Piece is ending, so there's kind of a like a feel weird. of apocalypse at the end of um at the end of the first year or something. No, he wanted to go for like thirty volumes of My Hero or something like that. Oh, okay. What, so I don't remember the exact number, but he's Promise Neverland is ending. Promise Neverland well, that is one's ending. been ending. Demon Slayer is ending. We never learn. Is oh, ending. is Demon Slayer actually yeah. ending? I mean, on the one hand, that's a little disappointing, but on the other hand, it does mean that you have closure to the story. Yeah, uh, Samurai Eight is not doing well. Oh, really? That's yeah. sad. Um, sales wise, it's just not doing very well. Well, it might, and it's probably got the problem of people comparing it to Naruto, and a lot of people who really liked Naruto are not liking Samurai Eight as a comparison. I think one other series in there is ending, but I might be wrong. I would say a lot of people on the My Hero subreddit are hypothesizing that this is probably the last arc. But it could be. I don't really get those feels. But what? What was it? Um, what's the uh, the island one from Shonen Jump that you guys started reading? The uh, Rekka? No, 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 no. It's one of the more consistent Shonen Jump ones. It's the ninjas on the island that I, I honestly cannot... Oh, Hell's Paradise? That one. Not technically in Shonen Jump. Oh, okay. It's a Jump Plus title that they just released in the American with everything else in Shonen Jump. Okay. It's their online, like, supplementary. All right, I wasn't sure if, if it was included or not, so... Yeah. So, I didn't mean to t- talk about Smash nearly as long as I talked about Smash, but the other thing I have been playing is The Outer Worlds, and as a person who has wanted to play a modern Fallout but has not... I am really enjoying this game because it's basically just Fallout. I love to say I told you so, and I told you so. Yep, nope, it's a good game. I like it. Um, I am playing Sneak Thief on purpose. Kind of? I'm actually more like dialogue engineer. So actually, I'm just playing myself now that I'm thinking about it. I'm just playing literally. Who are your primary companions? I only have the one so far. Oh, you only have uh, Parvati? Yeah. I want to say that it's the name of a cheese. I think think her name is Parvati. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Havarti Cheese, my cannery sidekick. Uh, I also, Yay. I also technically unlocked the uh, vicar, but I haven't gotten to the point, or I haven't gotten on my ship yet to so, bring him with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I liked the characters in that game. I'm. I'm curious to know if you will find the character I I missed in my playthrough. Fair. I will have to keep an eye out. Oh no, I'm really liking it so far. I am finding that I am terrible at the combat. I think. It's weird because, like, I'll go into an encounter and just, like, get wrecked, but then approach it from a very slightly different angle, and it goes great. So. That sounds about right for you. Yep. <laughs> I got away with just basically gunfighting my way through, but I also built my character with the idea of, like, long guns were one of my biggest, or one of my best skills. So having, like, a rifle or an assault rifle was perfectly fine. Say, long gun is my best combat skill, but it's not good by yeah, any means. It was one of my so. actual best skills, period. That said, um, once I got a sniper rifle, any combat scenario that I can take on with a sniper rifle goes very, very well. It's just like up close combat, I just don't have the health to tank any hits. And I find cover weird in this game. It, like, I really want to be able to lean out from behind cover, and I can't. So, I guess I'm just too used to all other shooters I've been playing recently having that as a mechanic. Leaning? Yeah. It, I don't remember. I thought there was a way to do it, but I can't remember off the top of my head. 
Maybe. Also, I'm playing on a 360 controller instead of doing mouse and keyboard. So maybe it's just like an unmapped button. That I, I played set. it on a PS4 controller. So, which is basically the same thing. Yeah, because I played it on PS4. I'm also almost done with The Last of Us. I only play this when I'm like randomly over at Jen's house, and she's like, "We should play The Last of Us." So, do I very own slow. That? It's a good game. I really like no, it. No, I don't think I do. The combat is only serviceable, but the characters are just so well written that I think it like. Oh no, the one of those that I have that's like a big deal is the Uncharted collection. I don't actually have The Last of Us. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus is the free game. This. Oh, if you wanna. Nice. I did download yeah, Bio the Bioshock collection. I've so been debating down or actually downloading that onto my onto my PS4 and playing Bioshock again because that is an absolutely fantastic game. Anything else, Tyler? Nope, that's uh, pretty much anything of interest. Lots of Slay the Spire, but I'm always playing Slay the Spire. Also, hey, hey, people, play Orna with me and then message me and I will join a kingdom with you. That's my plug. What have you been up to, Johnny? Oh, that's that uh, mobile thing. Yeah. I played a bunch of Slay the Spire. Oh, yeah, finally. I have talked to you. Did you play the new character at all? Yeah, I had never played the uh, Defect before, actually. That's how oh, really? Oh, the Defect's probably played, my favorite. Like I'm so bad at it, but it was the first one I beat the Super Heart with. Just because I was in a set where I got all bad relics, so I'm like, I'll take the one that transforms all my strikes and defense, I guess. It's like, here's all the cards you need to make a good lightning deck. Yes, a good like, lightning deck is impossible, but here, it's all of them. I've run a pretty good lightning deck, especially if you get a couple thunder strikes in there. I actually, that's the one card I didn't get the entire Oh, time. no! But I got uh, uh, two of the one that's like, spend all your mana to... Uh, like, su- summon orbs. X lightning. Yeah, and I got two uh, of the one that gives you plus two focus, and... One of the ones that gives you more orbs. I would say there was a, an artifact you can pick up that just like adds an orb every yeah. three turns or something. I did not have it unlocked yet when I oh, okay. did this run. I've gotten it since. And yeah, I put the Watcher, who I actually find very fun. Yeah, the Watcher is very interesting. Is that I, the Berserker you were talking about? Yeah. yeah. She's like a foreign monk or something, but she basically just alternates between like Berserk and Calm stances. And no stance. Yeah, technically you start out in no stance, um, but I tend to... I really uh, push for getting that one card that gives you block at the end of your turn if you're in calm, and then try to build a deck around that. See, I've been like building super, super small decks with her, with like finishing move as my only attack. But yeah, you definitely want to try to. So all I do is sixty-two damage three times per turn with a cycle. <laughs> that just makes me think of uh, when we played the Attack on Titan deck building game and Kill Shot. But it's like imagine if you had a five card deck with Kill Shot. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, and that game generally you want to have a small deck, except with maybe the Defect, who actually has a bunch of cards that are just like, here, toss a bunch of random trash in your deck. The problem is I can't beat the heart with that, because it's like, here, have all these status conditions. I'm like, oh. Great. Now I have no deck. That's great. Yeah, no, the small decks are really susceptible to, like, uh, even one of the first bosses will, like, slime you, and if you have a really lean deck, that actually hurts a lot. Yeah. It's an interesting trade-off. Played some fighters, came back for that. I like actually play some because I am seriously considering like getting back into it. And it would be super to nice to have a partner. That's I, fair. I, I I'm not sure I'm not sure if I'm gonna be a p- good partner so much as an occasional test dummy, but I like playing Kefla, uh, but like most of those fighting games, I'm absolutely terrible. So Kefla seems very good to me. I she's very Bardock esque, who just got better in the patch, so Really? I was going to say, Bardock was already pretty good. Yeah, his new assist is better than his old assist, which was already a super good assist, because the rich get richer. Well, he doesn't have a lot of ranged on his... He, he doesn't... No, but his medium goes like half the screen, so and you're I've, fine. The more I played fighters, also, the more I've decided that range doesn't actually matter, or ranged attacks don't actually matter that much. They can be good, I bet, like, you can just do a level one, right? Yeah. And that's fine on Bardock. You do need the meter. But generally, you want to get in and combo someone to build up the meter in the first place. So. And for more skilled individuals, the patch also made it so that, like, empowered normal moves only take half a meter instead of a full meter. Yeah, oh, that's, that's nice. One of the biggest changes. The biggest change is probably the thing they did to make big characters better, but that's very technical. And I'm not even 100% sure how it worked. What, um, is, what is it supposed to do? Well, it fixed a... I think that was not actually a glitch. I, I don't remember exactly how it worked. But basically, you could force a... a, a, a uh, tall character to be blocking standing and then you could just do a low okay and they have fixed that a little bit more of near automata but it's hard to slug through like i go one save point at a time you're on your second playthrough right yeah now, right? um is it just because you've already done it once pretty or... much it's just not as interesting it's like oh all those side quests i did before i have them again R- vaguely related did you ever play bravely too no i that's like 
up on my list. Okay. Because of Bravely Default 2 coming out. Bravely Second is the game you're actually thinking of. Bravely Default 2 comes out in the Switch in April? Okay, wait. So they did Bravely Second. Yeah, now they're doing Bravely Default 2. Oh, okay. Presumably because that has more name power than Bravely Third. <laughs> make all the people go, hey, when did the two come out? What? There were ball busters on the moon? Confidently fourth. <laughs> so the big thing I've been playing, though, is World of Warcraft Classic with my brother. Oh, no. No, Jeremy. It's fun. No, dude. we've lost him. Wow, Classic is good. That's Fours. what I forgot. Like all the times I checked in with WoW and it's like, hey, press X to double murder everything within a 35 yard radius and get aggro on it and put four dots on it. So yes, are, it's already dead, but you have the dot aggro. Are you playing another Horde Warlock? Sure am. <laughs> Still undead? Still undead. Same name, same hairstyle. And my brother remade his first warrior. So we have been... That's actually kind of fun. Yes. And it's just, like, super chill. And, like, the thing about it is, like I said, I th- it was... Secret is WoW was always a good game. But for the people that WoW Classic caters to are, like, people in their 40s who played WoW 20 years ago. So, like, you'll just go up to a questing area and invite someone you've never talked to to a quest, and then you'll do that quest together, and, and then, then you'll you never emote t- at each other and part ways, and it's just... That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit, I one of the things... I did like the uh, the expansion, the first expansion that added the Blood Elves and the Draenei. I did quite like that one. It's just the... I kind of got out of it after that. Yeah, Burning Crusade is a good expansion. I, I understand why they wanted to do Classic and not just Burning Crusade, because Classic has more... Like, of a, a pure feel, I guess. And also, there was stuff that was taken out of Classic for Burning Crusade that people miss. And that's still a full... That's still 15 bucks a month, isn't it? Yeah. If you uh, just... Ha- playing for WoW just gives you access to WoW Classic. And that's the only way to get access to it, yeah. I assume. Yeah. Yeah, 15 bucks a month. It's a good time. Like, it, it's as good as it, as I remember in a weird way. And, like, in some ways better because I'm more patient now. That might be worth looking into later. I mean, I definitely want to play it for the podcast at some point, but... Maybe not soon. Well, it depends. I might get into it later. So speaking of things I'm nostalgic for, we played the first video game I ever beat with my own two hands this week, Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the Nintendo Entertainment System by Disney's Capcom. That's what they're called, right? Yep. Disney's Capcom. Creators of such fine shows as Why We. I I actually just want the sagas of Why We, but... No, the Mega Man cartoon had better voice acting than that. Not much better, mind you. (laughs) What did you guys think of uh, Chip and Dale? This is not uh, Jumpstart Weekly, where I just make Kevin give me an opinion, <laughs> and then I tell him why he's wrong. No, uh, no, uh, no. What, what did I think of Chip and Dale, the concept as a franchise? Pretty good. I like Rescue Rangers as a kid. I really liked Rescue Rangers when I was a little kid. I I remember the Hound of the Baskervilles like being my almost like my first introduction into Sherlock Holmes. It had a weird Sherlock Holmes vibe to a lot of it. Wasn't Hounds of the Baskerville, whatever, whatever. Uh, isn't that actually a Sherlock Holmes story also? No, it's very close to It sounds like one. Okay. It's like a study in Emerald. It's not actually. But you can fool someone with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's in Study in Scarlet, yeah. an actual one. Okay. It is very similar to that. Pits. I know what you're talking about because I've actually read that Sherlock Holmes story that <laughs> that one's based on. It, it actually has a much different solution too, but like. I had a lot of nostalgia for it. The game here, uh, not quite. This is my first time out with it, and I'm, I gotta say, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, I'd mentioned at the end of the last episode that I thought I had played this one, and I think I had played the sequel, maybe, because this wasn't quite as labyrinthine, as confusing as I was remembering it being. Although, on the other hand, maybe I'm just 20 years older, so. I mean, there's like no paths to get lost. Yeah, there are no paths, and I feel like the other one definitely had some like paths to get lost on, but. It's a pretty typical NES platformer. You play as Chip or Dale, or one of the like best features of the game, you can play as both simultaneously. Which we did not do for this episode, and I'm kinda I didn't know that until we like literally before we started recording. When I saw that it had a two player mode, I thought it was like the Back Mario Luigi thing. Yeah. I always assumed that as a kid too, until I did it, and it was not. Also, it's got that good Capcom sprite art, so Chip and Dale look like Chip and Dale. They do. Like they're distinct and look like who they're supposed to on the NES, which is kind of impressive. The enemies, there aren't a, a very wide variety of them, but they all look pretty good. Yeah, all the sprite art's fine. The uh, level design looks nice, but doesn't, like, like it kind of blends into itself after a while. Well, especially the first level, which gets really confusing as to what exactly you're going to do. So the first level has some problems with, like, if you jump up, you'll accidentally jump up to a higher plane that you didn't actually intend to, which is weird. And I've found a lot of the cactuses and flowers blended together. So I would, like, walk into a cactus. 
Also, the first level's not the hardest level in the game, but it might be the second hardest after the last level. It's like one of the few that has like enemies going in tandem with hazards that you have to avoid. And also like not a lot of weapons to get rid of enemies. Yeah, the main mechanic in addition to jumping is you can lift up objects kind of Mario 2 style. There are lots of different objects, but the ones that's most common are boxes, which are also the, the most versatile because they don't weigh you down as much as other objects, so you can jump fully with them. And you can also hide in them by pressing down, which will make you safe from enemies. Is there any advantage to apples? Do they plow through multiple enemies or something? No? Okay. They are available sometimes. (laughs) They never have health pickups in them either, which I think is another reason that the first level is harder, is there are less boxes to pick up, so there are less places for health pickups to be. They aren't random. Health pickups will always be in the same area. Oh. there aren't a lot of them. Oh, okay. I was going to ask... So there are the flower symbols. If you get 100 of them, you get an extra life. Okay, and there are the stars. If you get, I want to say, 10 of them, you get an extra life. And then there are the floaty stars, which are just extra lives. Yes. Okay, I'm satisfied. All right, I didn't know what any of those meant. I thought the flowers were just points. Yeah, they get like a really bad sound effect when you pick them up and they're not displayed anywhere. So sometimes you just pick one up and get an extra life about once per game. The game's pretty short. It has levels for A through G, I think. I th- um, and then three after that. Is it I three think. after? I couldn't remember. If it was yeah, because it's after a, um, there's also IJK, I think, okay, after that. Yeah, you're but right. no H? Is there no H? It might be H-I-J. That would be weird, but okay. I'll believe that. I don't know. There are like three ending levels that are like Wily's Castle-esque. Once you beat the first level, you get like a world map, though, so you don't have to play them all. You just have to get to G, and then you have to play the last three in a row. And like a fool, I played them all, and as far as we can tell, there's no benefit for doing so. Yeah, and there's like a weird, obvious quick path. The game kind of tries to say, hey, that way's tough, but not especially, especially after you beat the first level. Yeah, there's like really no reason not to just always take the shortest path, as far as I can tell. There's some kind of cool theming ideas. There's one level where you're in a kitchen and you have to jump on faucets to turn off water. Yeah, that was kind of neat, or like some things where you have to throw boxes at some switches to turn off hazards. But for the most part, it all kind of blends together after the first one, which I think has the best theming, which is just like a like telephone outside. pole that you're yeah. jumping up. There's another one that's also like climbing a tree, which wasn't too bad. The level design isn't bad, per se. It doesn't do anything a lot of the platformers of the era would do, like make you force you to do pixel perfect jumps or like make enemies spot on you. And but arguably it, one of the things it did well is that there are usually multiple levels you can walk on and they all have different styles of hazard. So you can kind of, like, pick how you want to engage with the level by choosing, like, which height you're at. But it's not, like, Sonic levels of that. Well, I mean, I was about to say that's not that unusual, because Sonic did that, too. Sonic did it way better, Sonic did it three years later, too. But the other thing is that, like, there's nothing super interesting about the level design. Yeah. It's not nearly as good as something like Mario that's going to force you into these situations with the enemies or anything like that. There's no, like, point in the game where, like, oh, that's a really clever thing they did. Yeah, it was like 95% of the time. I'm only, like, there are a couple spots I'm thinking of that are actually like, you kind of have to think, but like 95% of the time it's move forward, don't run into thing. It's actually kind of too easy almost because there aren't any inter- interesting situations. And I wonder if that's okay, because it's like I said, as a kid, this is a game designed for kids and it's the first one I beat as that's a fair. kid. Though it is weird that the first level is so much harder. Like it feels like... That's not like, the one you should start on, maybe? <laughs> like, they may have had a playtesting problem, but the playtesters played level one so much that they all could get through it just fine, and they tuned down all the other levels. Uh, or Disney said, make this easier, and they tuned down all the levels but the first one. I mean, I would also, I'd believe either one, just because of the fact that, you know, at the time there was a lot of con- uh, conversation around, like, renting games and the like. So if you made level one really difficult to get through, people are more likely to keep playing it. More like to buy it over. Yeah, like especially if you... uh make the other levels a bit easier so if you get past level one also i really find the bosses interesting in this game not interesting because there's not like anything super i like cool the about theme them, though but they all involve like a red rubber ball that appears that will bounce around the screen that you have to throw at them if you bounce it will bounce off walls and if it hits you it doesn't hurt you but it does stun you for a while which can allow the boss to hurt you if it's poorly timed but also if you time the bounce right you can hit it multiple times and like around its hit invincibility which is cool the first one is this weird, like, barber pole that you have to throw the ball straight up at. Yeah, it's got, like, four arms, and they all do something slightly different. It didn't really even get a chance to attack me. It always just, like, shoots projectiles in. Like, there's a super easy pattern you can get in to just avoid it. There's this one that's, like, this alien ship that makes no sense in the context of Rescue Rangers, but the moment it showed up, it, like, activated every nostalgia button in my brain. Well, it's- given Rescue Rangers, like, kind of broad variety of it's things they the- win over... 
I could definitely see an episode that I just don't remember involving a spaceship somewhere. It's an early 90s Disney cartoon. They did everything with those because they're like, I don't know. What's the adventure of the week? Jupiter? Why not? Uh, Fat Cat is the final boss. Twice, even. He, like, sits up at his desk and you have to avoid cigar smoke. Did you find the final boss really anticlimactic? Okay. He was not the hardest boss. He wasn't the easiest either, but... They do try to include all the characters. Zipper works like a star from Mario, but not as fun. Well, he also flies out and murders things for you. Yeah, I think you can still fall into stage hazards. Like, if there are spikes or something, I think those can still hurt you. Uh, To be fair, even if you're playing Mario, if you fall down a pit... Well, yeah, but this uh, is like environmental hazards. Like, Like, with a star in Mario, like, the fire bars that circle... Won't hurt you, but well, when I was when I got the zipper, uh, the electrical things on level one didn't hurt me. That's fair. You know, honestly, I never even tried to see if they would because I assumed they would. I got it. How would he protect me from those? I honestly got it the first time and didn't really notice the electrical things until after I got hit with one after it wore off. Gotcha. Also, Monterey Jack's there. Yeah, he opens doors for you, and by that I mean sometimes you're in an area and you're like, "Where do I go?" And Monterey Jack just shows up looking like a zombie. Well, and walks through, and then there's a place for you to He's go. lured by the scent of delicious cheese, Jeremy. Also, Gadget <laughs> spreaded stuff for you ahead. Somehow, yeah. She, she gets like, kidnapped after the first level, but gets better after level G. And then you never see her, though, because she just like said, well, I had a hard day getting kidnapped. Have fun with that, guys. Have a rocket. So yeah, I enjoyed playing it again. Yep, it was passable. I mean, I, I beat the entire thing, which I think speaks to it keeping my attention, but it but also... that's like less than two hours, right? Yeah, it also wasn't anything particularly special or interesting. I, fi- final thoughts now, I guess. Hi. Hi, final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but again, pr- platformers have to do a particularly strong job to keep my opinion or my attention because they're really just not my genre. So I don't go out of my way to try and look for them or play them, really. So speaking of games Zach doesn't play, we have a list of them that we've played for the podcast on our website, <laughs> www.lastpodcast.com. At the top is Chrono Trigger, a game that could have been Final Fantasy VII. At the bottom is City Connection, which is destroyed after you beat the Mako Reactor. <laughs> and then in the center is Harvest Moon, which the Mako Reactor was built on the top of. Yep, that, no, that's accurate. I didn't have sure. anything for Chippendale. Capcom made this game, so we're going to start, I think, in the Mega Man block. I don't think it's as good as any of the NES Mega Mans. I agree. I don't think it's good as good, maybe, as any of the Game Boy Mega Mans, even. Really? Okay. Like, uh, DuckTales Remastered is not too far below Mega Man 3. I don't think it's as good as DuckTales. Nope. DuckTales is surprisingly good. Super Mario Bros. 2 is very comparable, but I don't think it's as good as that. Nope. How do we think it compares to Star Tropics, another NES game? Interesting. Hmm. Like, I would put those in the same strata. I agree. Which one was Star Tropics? It's the, uh, like, kind of Zelda-style game, except you, you attack with, like, a yo-yo. Okay, I remember that It's, one. like, kind of a puzzle game. I think I prefer Star Tropics just because I think it's more interesting. It's got more depth. I think I would agree with Tyler. It's got a little bit more depth in it, even though I can't remember what it is at the moment. An infamous uh, NES platformer, Castlevania II Simon's Quest. I'm the Simon's Quest apologist. I think that's slightly better than this. I I, I agree. Would agree. Um, how do we mechanically. Think? I like it more than the Donkey Kong's Country. That's about... That's like, not 64, so I think I would agree with Jeremy on this one. I was actually going to take up a point of contention, because as much as we maligned those, I do think they're solid platformers, and I think they're doing more than this. They have more interesting level design, right? With the yeah. gimmick levels. And also the animal companions to change up the gameplay occasionally. I think you talked me into it. I think Kid Icarus, another game with difficulty problems, is a little more interesting. I agree, because it's got the quasi-RPG elements. How do we think it compares to not quite an NES platformer, Bonk's Adventure? That, and so uh, these are definitely the same strata. I feel like I prefer Bonk just because it's a little bit... Okay, actually, is that the first one? Yeah, that is the first one. Yeah, I I think I prefer Bonk a little bit just because it's a little bit weird and it's got some interesting movement mechanics. Yeah, we keep putting it lower, but I keep thinking it's appropriate. I don't think it's as good as Sonic CD. Is that the time travel one? Yeah, I agree. And not or below it, we have Sonic 3, which I also think it's, is slightly better. I, yeah. yeah, I still think I agree with this. Right below that, we have Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. And I think that's where I got to draw the line, because The Lost Levels was actively annoying. I So the level design in Lost Levels was not great. They were lost for a reason. But I still think mechanically it's a much better game. Yeah, Mario just controls so much better. I think I agree. Next one we have is the Donkey Kong version, the Donkey Kong game on the Game Boy. That's the puzzle platformer, I, which again, I think does more interesting things with the yeah. levels. And then we have the first 
uh, NES platformer that has some control issues, which is Ninja Gaiden. Or not control issues, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's got bad habits. It uh, does. I think what I said about the other one still applies here. It's it's actively frustrating. So I feel like, yeah, the problem is I feel like Trip and Dale is like kind of boring. Yeah. So, I, yes, I definitely agree. I think I would prefer to play Ninja Gaiden. Like even all if it's of these seem comparable, right? But yeah, like, Chip and Dale is just lacking the se- X factor. Exactly. It's like they all have the same base DNA, but Chip and Dale never really changed. Which brings us to Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy. And I actually do think Chippendale's better than Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy. For things like the art, we didn't talk about it, but it's got a chiptune version of the Chippendale theme. Yeah, the music's actually pretty solid. The art arguably is better. That said, I just like me some Mega Man mechanics more than I like the Chippendale mechanics. So, So Zach, you're the tiebreaker. Can't remember the Game Boy Mega Man 2 very well, but it was kind of terrible. It's not terrible. Rescue Rangers. I think Please it's very stop mediocre. Singing. Like Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. <laughs> sounds like it's now. It sounds like you're reading it out of a phone book. <laughs> Call 303-555-6782 to solve all of your fat cat problems. It's clearly one eight hundred tiny dancer. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, right, Tyler's working on getting rid of any listener we might have had. There's like a bunch of weird stuff involving gadgets. Um, and that's I don't. I think I'd probably right. have to say that this is probably better than the Mega Man Game Boy because the Mega Man Game Boy, when you get down to it, is a redo of Mega Man Two, just done. Well, and one. Worse. It's like a mishmash of one and two, and and not as good as either of them. Probably not as good as Contra Three: The Alien Wars, right? Another game with some interesting multiplayer stuff. Oh, God yeah. no. I actually really like Contra Three. It's just not as good as the other ones. I think it's better than Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Another game I have a lot of nostalgia for because I think it controls and plays better. Is that the Dash Rendar? Yeah, it's Dash Rendar. Man, I would agree. I would agree with Jeremy on this one because man, Shadows of the Empire controls so badly. It's also got pretty bad level design. I got lost in that game a lot, and the levels aren't even that big. So last but not least, we compare it to another NES game. How do we think it compares to Euphoria the Saga? Oh boy, it's it. Which one is that? Is it's that the one the where Metroidvania you Metroidvania E1 where you're got but you collect aliens? your characters? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I like that one better just because it's similar platforming, but also you have different mechanics between the characters. I think Chippendale plays better and is more fun. So Zach has to decide, and he does not remember the game. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> I, close for me. But... I do not, for the life of me, remember this game. We didn't play it that long ago. It's been a bit. I'm going to cast Summon Screenshot. I believe it was 2019. <sighs> I believe it was the last year that we played this game. Are you sure? No. It might have been late 2018. We, I mean, we could probably look it up on our own damn website. www.patreon.com slash podcast. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. It also had, like, you threw a ball at the bosses. Yeah, but you had to find, if you wanted to attack or anything like that, you had to wander around the level and find your attack. I think I'd prefer to play Chip and Dale over that. I win. I am vindicated. So Chip and Dale will go at number 134, above Euphoria the Saga, but below Contra 3 the Alien Wars. So, okay, I'll we already kind up. of announced what we're going to do next time. Yeah, but in case you missed it, or you forgot, or like you were driving then. We're going to play Chrono Trigger again. It'll be great. It will be. We're going to play Final Fantasy VII, because that game's coming out again. And maybe we'll get a Google search hit. Like one, trying to search anything for Final Fantasy VII while I'm playing it uh, has been impossible. It's just like, <laughs> have you heard about this cool remake coming out? Called it's like, what are the sweet Tifa builds? It's like, look at this Tifa. I have <laughs> look how abs- built she is. <laughs> I have absolutely no nostalgia for this game, so it'll be interesting to see if I can actually get I- into it and play it for a change. I also weirdly have no nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII. I, I think pl- the thing that was the weirdest for me is downloading it onto my PC. It was like a 700 meg download. And it was huge, right? It was huge. It was huge. three discs. You could not contain that on one disc. You could not contain that on two discs. It was all the Only sweet music. three discs. It was just one of those things that was like, wow, this was a three disc game. There were certain places I avoided going because you had to swap out the discs. Well, it's just like, and on my PC, it's 700 meg. I literally, because of, the la- because of Rainbow Six Siege's new update, it basically had to reinstall Siege because they changed how their file architecture was to try and keep the game small. It was 66 gig. Woofah. 
And I'm like, Oof-ah. I should wow. install that new hard drive. It's been sitting plugged into my computer and not working for some reason. So, yeah, I mean, I said it when we played Final Fantasy VI. Blows Final Fantasy VII out of the water. Probably <laughs> going to say it again. But next time on Last Time, Thud and Barrett, clearly the best romance. Thank you.